All right, today we come to Acts chapter 20. And in this chapter, Paul leaves Ephesus for Macedonia to spend some time teaching and preaching there. And in the, the latter half of the chapter, Paul calls for um, the Ephesian elders to come to him so that he can bid them uh, one more farewell uh, before he makes his ill-fated trip to Jerusalem. So let's think uh, about some things we find here. And we'll just point out a couple of things. <laughs> one is, uh, I would describe it this way, uh, summarize it as long pontificating preachers and sleep-conquered congregants. <laughs> in this, uh, early in this chapter, we find a sort of a funny story, at least from our perspective today. Paul, like I said, left Ephesus, made his way to Macedonia, and was preaching and teaching there. And he, he was eager to cover a lot of territory preaching so uh, he, so that because he, he didn't intend to stay in any one place at, uh, for a long time. And so when Paul was in the city of Troas, on, on the evening before he was to leave for the next stop, he wanted to make sure he taught and told those believers in Troas all that he wanted to tell them before he left. So his sermon ran a little long. And Luke tells us that he, in verse 8, that he prolonged his speech until midnight. So that's, uh, don't ever complain <laughs> about long sermons uh, at Lakeview unless we're, uh, we're, we're, we're going on to the middle of the night. But uh, somewhere in that audience that night was, it says in verse 9, a, a, a young man named Eutychus. Eutychus. And uh, he was, ill-advisedly, I might say, sitting at the window. Why? Well, maybe it was crowded and really uh, warm in the room, and sitting next to the window provided him a refreshing breeze. But in any case, it turned out to be a poor choice of seat uh, because as Paul preached on and on and on, Eutychus faded. It says he was overcome by sleep and thus fell down from the third story and was taken up dead in verse 9. Uh, poor Eutychus. Um, fortunately for him, uh, the extraordinarily anointed apostle uh, was there. And as we saw in the last chapter, God was doing extraordinary miracles through him. And here we witness one of those extraordinary miracles uh, yet again as God through Paul mercifully raised Eutychus from the dead. Well, what's the lesson? Well, God has not blessed me with the miracle-working anointing of Paul, so best bet, don't fall asleep. Uh, while I'm teaching, those nods and slumps and falls can be fatal, so I can't promise any miracle would be forthcoming from my end. <laughs> but secondly, um, let's think about uh, what we find in the latter half of the chapter. Because, like I said, Paul calls for the Ephesian elders to come to him so he can say his final goodbye to them before he travels to Jerusalem, and he tells them that he expects hardship and persecution uh, will be waiting for him uh, there, just as he ha as it had been in every city that up to that point. Um, but what he says in response to that is one of the most powerful statements, in my estimation, in the book of Acts. Paul tells them, knowing that chains, imprisonment, and worse waited for him there, he says in verse 24, I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Those are words that I pray that I could say with absolute honesty in my own heart. His love for Jesus Christ superseded his love for himself. He honestly gave no thought or care uh, as to what would happen to him physically. It's as if Paul was taking Jesus' words 
in Matthew 10:28 as they were truly meant to be taken when Jesus said, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear who, him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. He, Paul knew the fear of the Lord. He also knew the love of the Lord. He had experienced the deep, deep mercy of God and knew that the Lord had mercifully given him a course to run in his life, and he wanted more than anything else to finish that course. Do you view your life that way? And I have to ask myself, do I view my life that way? As a course to be run. The Lord has uh, a course prepared for your life and my life just as he did for Paul. So do you and do I have the passion to run the course he's given us that Paul had to run his? What was his course? Simply this, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God, verse 24. Well, oddly enough, that's the same course he's given us in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. So let's run. And those are some thoughts from Acts chapter 20.